so podcasting remotely can be challenging. And getting started can be daunting, but it doesn't have to be. Zencaster's all-in-one web-based solution makes the process quick and painless, the way it should be. And we've been using Zencaster basically from the beginning of this podcast. And if you know us, you know we're obsessed with quality, and Zencaster provides crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention it's easy to use, which is a huge bonus for our guests. There's nothing to download, nothing complicated. They just click on the link and we all start recording. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy, and with everything from local recording to automatic post-production tools, you don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. And we want you to have the same easy experience that we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. So if you go to zen.ai slash glee on the rocks and enter the promo code glee on the rocks, you'll get 30% off of your first three months using Zencaster. That's Z-E-N dot A-I slash glee on the rocks. And it's time for you to share your story. Imagine if they didn't have emotional relevance. Imagine if a plot twist that season had been like, oh, Artie and Blaine have chemistry. <laughs> oh, we were robbed. You're listening to Glee on the Rocks. Hello, welcome to uh, Glee on the Rocks. This is Emily. I'm Mandy. And I'm B. Um, and I just pulled all of my headphones out of my head. Because of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> Starting out well. <laughs> and that's how this episode is going to begin. Um, cool. All right. Um, yes, welcome to uh, another episode. Um, you can find this podcast... Um, if we are not completely disconnected from our own setup, um, on Instagram and Twitter at, at Glee on the Rocks. Um, <laughs> you can also find us and support us on Patreon um, at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks, um, where you can download like 28 mini episodes at this point. Um, where we talk about Glee stuff and non-Glee stuff and fandom stuff and fix stuff and all sorts of stuff. So uh, we are at the top of season four. We are episode two. This is Brittany 2.0. We're back with another Brittany episode. A Brittany and a Brittany episode. Brittany and Brittany. The thing about another Brittany episode is that you can't do better than the first one. Like there's just no way. There's I know. no way. You don't even have Santana singing on this episode. Like you're done so. Just done so. Not only do you not have Santana, you don't have Britney Spears. Yeah. Or, or even like Britney Britney Pierce only has like the one song and it's not mm -hmm. even like a cool fantasy sequence. Like Britney the first no. time was like fantasy sequence, elaborate costumes, Britney Spears cameo opulence um yep. oh who's his name john stamos like come yeah. on this is just a sexy farce. dancing with santana yes this one kurt Nothing. in the bar full of like burly men like mm -hmm. a classic yeah and then there's this so um the quick rundown of this episode is with britney s pierce down in the dumps mr shu hopes the music of her icon will cheer her up in New York, Rachel has a point to prove to her dance teacher, Cassie. So those are our two um, our two main storylines in this episode. And Kurt's there Kurt's too. Sorry. And and with a side of Kurt. I bet Heather Morse did have fun in this episode though, just getting to like pretend to have a mental breakdown. True. It's probably fun. Well that so that's the that's the main plot, isn't it? Is that Brittany is down in the dumps. As Vice Rachel of the Glee Club, which I actually thought was funny. <laughs> the opening monologue is fucking hilarious, yeah, actually. That's the best part of this whole episode, I think. Mm -hmm. funny. I mean, and... plays comedy really well. Yes. She does. She really does. And uh, Blaine coming up to her like, Brittany, who are you talking to? I thought I was doing a voiceover. So good. <laughs> amazing. Amazing meta. Amazing use of her character. Love it. And there was a lot of um, retconning and smoothing over plot holes in this episode. They're just like, oh, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. She got a 0.0 and we knew that. We just didn't. Yeah. It was it was just not, you know, action because, care. you know, reasons. Um, mm-hmm. So like now we're going to fix now it. Now Coach Sylvester <laughs> kicks her off the Cheerios and takes away her high <laughs> exactly. pony. Exactly. <laughs> the next year. At least they recognized that her GPA took down the entire Cheerios GPA. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> And I love that Shu and Emma, who is the guidance counselor, I think, for the entire school, are finally concerned about Brit. It took them this long, but they're like, I think we're a little worried about you. Like, "Mm, now? And they're like, let's set up a regular therapy appointments. And it's like, oh, we do that Mm -hmm. here? And they tutor her. Yes. Which. I don't want want them tutoring anybody. I was going to say, I don't (laughs) think I would want Schuster tutoring literally Mm. anyone in anything except like. I don't know, hair gel application. We've already established he doesn't even know Spanish. Yeah. And he's the fucking Spanish teacher. He's the history teacher now. Um, That's shit, that's right. Don't forget, Ricky Martin is the Spanish teacher. This is somewhere in the school. Ricky Martin is at this school at all times. Every shot in Glee, he's just out of frame. Like you see a little canonically black jean cuff whipping yep. out of frame that's Ricky Martin <laughs> uh, I do love that um, and we I stand do love behind that. that we do <laughs> our most enduring conspiracy theory yeah. mm-hmm. it's that Ricky Martin well, is there at all times behind Carol being a nurse yes yes is that even a conspiracy I think that's just true now Sometimes yeah. fandom just decides things, and yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, Coach Coach Sue wants Brittany to get her grades up so she can get back on the Cheerios. Um, Brittany is missing Santana, obviously. Santana is very busy being a something somewhere. She's having cheer practice till midnight. That's crazy. That Ryan is Murphy well, just makes shit up. She really does. Like, she's also in college. I know, but, I mean, we didn't think Ryan Murphy doesn't know anything about high school. He's certainly not going to know anything about college. That's true. This is true. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the newbies had their little storyline. The who? The newbies. Um, Jar- Jarly. There was a Jarly storyline. Was that what it was? I was trying to remember their show. Yeah. Jake, was Jarly. Jake and Marley, yes. We yeah, have our... Then- we have the the brother reunion. Well, I mean, not a reunion because I'd never met before. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I blacked that out. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Happens, so I'm not in a hurry to talk about it. <laughs> Mister, she's like Jake. You're my pet project now because all my yeah. other pet projects graduated. <laughs> Here's your brother. Straighten up. And he like in true shoe fashion was creepy as hell knowing jake's entire schedule yes. he sees jake in the hall and is like i know what class you're supposed to be in it's in the opposite direction i'm like mm, okay also. it's good that you're not going straight to the drug place you didn't plant anything in his locker but still you can take a few steps back he basically is still blackmailed him though because he's like i know what class you're yeah. supposed to be in so you better come with me or i'm gonna rat you out it was definitely the vibe I didn't even think about that, but he really did. <laughs> Jake was like not wanting to go to the principal's office and she was like, well, I'm not taking you there. Mm-hmm. I think if, if Will Schuster said that to me, I would be like, no, no, the I principal's really, office is fine. I'll take Figgins over you any day. Yeah. yeah. Or how about I just go to class and not with you? Yeah. <laughs> like I'll go to class. No, but I really hated the stupid Puckerman brother scene for a lot of reasons, but the most of which was him being like, Glee Club made me a man. Why does that continue to be a phrase that comes up over and over? Do they think it's funny? Like the phrase that like this club about singing and dancing made me a man, like the juxtaposition of that. I don't know, but it doesn't make any sense. It feels offensive, even though I can't entirely pinpoint why. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it feels misogynistic, it is, but it's yeah. not. But it's like got that uh-huh. kind of feeling to it. It's like, uh. yeah. It does. It yeah. It just don't sit right. It doesn't. Also, they really looked like they were like thirty-five and fifteen in that scene. Yeah. I was like, I've <laughs> never thought Buck looked old until right now because mm-hmm. I think when 
Corey was there too it was like a little more believable but (laughs) all of the newbies are so young looking and then you have fucking marks out it's actually was jacob artist let's see Mm. he was born in 92 he was born in 92 so he's 28 now so he was actually not a teenager but at least yeah yeah not almost 30 yeah so jake's other storyline um that he has in this episode is with marley and they're not really dating but he obviously has a thing for her and since she is our resident good girl she gets to have a little a little eyeing of him and is immediately told off by unique who tries to warn marley away from jake for like no reason that i could see yeah they sing womanizer and during the song he is chatting with several different girls which is not illegal Mm -hmm. i don't really know why they extrapolated that out Except yeah. that someone needed to sing Womanizer. But uh, yeah. It's fine. yeah. And I'm not going to complain about that because I actually yes. really liked Unique singing Womanizer. It was good. Great song. And Tina randomly was like also Mm -hmm. the lead. And I was like, oh. I like that too. She deserves it. But both of them somehow being like experts on Jake's love life when he's been (laughs) at school for two weeks. That was my problem with it is that all of a sudden they're like, oh, you know, Jake's a dog. Like he just got here. He's literally, he has no friends, they say later in the episode. (laughs) Yeah. Give the guy a break. Like maybe he's just been talking to whoever will talk back to him. And if it happens to be girls, then okay so i just thought that was a little like i thought that was a little judgmental of them to be like yeah jake's a hound dog like man we just don't know him also marley is so easily swayed like she really is a dog and she's like what and then two minutes later she's like Mm -hmm. you're right you're right you're right he is an asshole like okay and then three minutes after that she's like oh get to wear your jacket Mm -hmm. oh bless her She's very uh, And there's that, that cool, she's very naive. There's a nice scene in the lunchroom where the jocks are talking shit about Marley's mom and Jake steps up. Of course, he does take it a step too far by beating them up over the tots. Yeah. So that's a problem. Um, and then later when, is it with the jacket where Kitty walks up out of nowhere and is like a weird like dating? Like, where, out of where? <laughs> Yeah, like later in the episode. And he's like, well, I wouldn't put a label on it. And of course, Marley mm-hmm. is devastated. Like, devastated. beyond reason. I'm just like, oh. I mean, that is, I'm going to say, an accidentally accurate portrayal of, she's supposed to be, what, 14? Mm-hmm. Maybe. True. Like, she's a freshman. Like, that is actually an accurate portrayal of a 14-year-old. That is fair. Oh, no. I've known this person five minutes. I'm in love with him. Wait. I can't have them. My mm-hmm. life is ruined. Mm-hmm. True. They've ruined me. <laughs> like, all right, well, sure. Gotta sure. sing some emotional Britney Spears mm-hmm. while I cry. There were some interesting song choices because what she sings is every time. And that's kind of an underrated Britney song. A ballad, yeah. It's a well, ballad. As Artie says, we scraped the bottom of that Britney That was like a line I made a note of. I'm like, that's that's some meta that I appreciate because yeah, they kind of did. Two, mm-hmm. of, two of the songs were mashups with other artists. Yeah. Like they weren't even all yeah. really Britney songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well yeah, it's like, oh, did it come out this morning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a good line. Yeah. I like that one. That was good. Yeah, because one of those mashups was the, um, I, I mean, maybe like top five Glee song of all time, Boys, Boyfriend. What would it take for you to just leave me? Not trying to sound conceited, me and you are meant to be. You're a sexy girl, I'm a nice guy. 
and Artie would you say top five um I don't know if it would make my personal (laughs) top five you don't think this is like the upper echelon of glee mashups it is good it's pretty good I actually really like it I think it gets overlooked because it's in this episode of so many packed in songs and Mm -hmm. it doesn't really have an emotional relevance or anything none at all it's It's just just like one of those where it's like and they're gonna kick off the week for us that you randomly does but imagine if they didn't have emotional relevance imagine if a plot twist that season had been like oh Artie and Blaine have chemistry <laughs> right yep that I kind of wish they'd done that so instead much. of Blaine and Sam 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were robbed but you know what not to like of this performance live forever because yeah. like as I was watching it yes. I was like that's where that gif is from and that's where that mm-hmm. gif is from I totally yeah. forgotten so I don't know. I like that. I thought it was a fun mashup. Useless to the episode, but definitely fun. a fun mashup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we were on the Glee Club, they are for some reason asked to perform at the pep rally. Yeah. So, well, they just came off their yeah. win at nationals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They got yep. some street cred, maybe. Yep. Uh, Shu is going to do Britney again, um, obviously, to raise their Britney's spirits. Um, and I guess thinks that Britney Spears is an okay song to perform at a pep rally, even though they have had issues with song choices yeah. at previous pep rally performances. Who can forget? They have the Britney sex riot of season two. Yep. So... It was a bold move of Schuster to say that that was going to be okay to do. That or um, he literally just forgot what happened a year ago because his uh, memory for things like that, not not too great. In my defense, I have currently ha- forgotten what happened between episode two and three. <laughs> so True. Yeah, no. You know, um, also to shoes small credit, he doesn't insist on being the lead singer this time for said pep rally. So that's something. That's yeah. fair. Gross. He's grown. He, <laughs> he doesn't inject in her any rapping. Wow. So there's really some growth happening here. <laughs> um, but Brittany, sweet Brittany, has decided that she would like to lip sync this performance because that's how the professionals do it was that her reasoning um yes well her her in can her in episode reason is that that's how the professionals do it this scene her actual reason was that her voice is weak and she's been screaming at shrubs every night (laughs) yes (laughs) that too um the the episode reason is that this whole thing is just a straight up reference to Britney Spears' 2007 VMA performance and has nothing to do with Glee. Um, but, you know, right. there's that. And the whole episode is does have a lot of, I was going to say fun, but I don't think that's the right word. Um, no. <laughs> a lot of um, Britney references like her wanting to shave her head, mm-hmm. beating John mm-hmm. Bennett Israel with the umbrella which i loved john john ben israel john, J- jake J- jacob <laughs> jacob in <Jacob> israel <laughs> it was like jbi yeah. what's his first name i don't remember yeah. it doesn't really matter though he's somehow still there he's still going to mckinley How old someone is- else seems to have a, a low gpa <laughs> um so, so um <laughs> give me give me more does does not go well i love the bold they, choice to eat the cheetos on stage and the orange soda i love that yep um i think they all look real good in their black on black outfits um they they do a little lip syncing it um 
doesn't uh it's not a great performance for anyone really um especially brett brett she kind of falls apart pulls a britney which um in 2021 does not have the same joke level as it did in 2000 and what was this eight no this premiered in 2012 yeah so um in 2012 we were still making fun of britney spears and now we've all grown up and realized that that's a bad idea that's um yeah that's what i did a little mini deep dive on twitter on oh okay very cool well then is this a good segue into that uh, we can totally segue into that right now. Because um, we still have Rachel and Niada to talk about, but like, but Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I was curious, because I have seen recently a few mentions of this episode on my Twitter dash. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, just put a little search out on Twitter to see what people were saying about this episode now. Um, and yeah, a lot of people are responding to it. Apparently in February, Heather Morris actually tweeted or did an interview um she said watch the britney spears hulu um new york time i guess she means documentary and as someone who suffered from anxiety and depression i'm disgusted at america for how we treated her she mm-hmm. got roasted in the replies for because oh. in the says i think along with justin america needs to issue britney a personal apology and so many people responded to her saying why don't you apologize for the Britney 2.0 episode? Uh-huh. Like, like I just, I just plucked a couple of these little tweets out. Uh, one of them says, while we're calling for apologies, how about an apology from the entire Glee cast, yourself included, for the Britney 2.0 episode of Glee where your character tried to shave her head and beat someone with an umbrella. Yeah. Yep. Fair. Fair. But yeah, a whole lot of mentions of how this episode didn't age well, mm-hmm. uh, how it was offensive even then which mm-hmm. I gather a lot of people liked it then. Um, randomly, there will be people putting it in their, like, top five episodes. Uh, no. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Brittany 2.0? No. Somebody said, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about Glee, but that Brittany 2.0 episode, uh, episode is fire. I have no apologies. <laughs> like, um. Some of these takes, <laughs> but the, the vast majority of people talking about it in the past few months that Britney Spears has actually been, you know, advocating for herself. Yeah. Uh, really, really don't think it aged well. It, it didn't. Oh yeah. No. Here it is. In May, <laughs> in May, Heather spoke about the free Britney movement in an in interview. Um, I tried to find the actual interview, but the place it was originally posted, the tweet's been deleted now. Oh, damn. So, <laughs> uh, but says so she talked about Britney, her thoughts on the framing Britney documentary and her support love of Britney and how everyone knew something was shady was going on. Mm-hmm. And again, the replies even to that are, yet Glee still made the episode mocking Britney's breakdown. So you're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess it was like culturally. Yeah. 2012, we were still making fun of Britney Spears as a popular thing in media. And Glee definitely did that. Mm-hmm. Well, Yeah. They did. Which, it's funny because they did an episode with Britney and then they chose to do a second episode without her. And they chose to do one that very clearly came after her much maligned VMA performance where who knows what her state of mind was, but it was not a critically... A positive performance um and they chose to uh, use that as the template for the um the, the bleh, uh <laughs> my god words um pep rally performance yeah so yeah but then we're not wrong yeah to continue on britney's storyline a little bit we get that scene with sam at the end um mm-hmm where she says it was all her plan for a comeback. Yeah, it was so weird. I didn't... Yeah. I mean, I got where the storyline, or what... I got what they were trying to do, is that this was all a big scheme on Britney's part. Mm-hmm. To stage a comeback by hitting rock bottom, but... Mm-hmm. No. It's a little strange. I mean, because she had valid reasons to be sad. Mm-hmm. 
Like, the, yep. her being depressed made sense. Yeah. Yeah. Her girlfriend's gone. Well, out of state, not yeah. gone. Um, she, she's failed yeah. out of... We're not out of, but she's um, having to repeat her senior year. Half of her friends have graduated. Her it's cat not, joined a gang. Her cat's joined a gang. Things are not awesome for yeah. Brittany. It's a lot for anyone to handle. Yeah. Her, she's lost her voice to screaming at shrubbery. She's failing all her classes still. Yeah. And she's lost her high pony. Yeah. <sighs> Terrible. So yeah, it's I don't really, know. That, it's a the lot. Scene with, the scene with Sam kind of annoyed me because I was like, well, this doesn't really... I mean, it was sweet that he was like, oh, you have a friend here. Yeah. But... It just seemed like so. a random person. Yeah. <clears throat> and a random way to, like, hand wave what felt like a genuine emotional moment for a character. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just be like, well said. just kidding. It was kind of a plan all along. Yeah, yeah. But then also, like, three minutes after that, she's, like, you know, having a very depressive episode-looking moment to the Every Time song. So I'm like, yeah, what is the truth? I don't know. Did we mention the fact that after the assembly where they lip-sync, they go back to the choir room and she was like, now you ruined our whole reputation. Any bit of street cred we've ever had is now obliterated. (laughs) I'm like... That's fucking convenient. I, I literally made a note mm-hmm. in my like in my doc to ask B, would they really be barred from competing for something they did during a pep rally? No, I have no idea. Like where they just make shit up. Like maybe Shu was just like making shit up to scare them, but like abs- absolutely yeah. not. No. For lips again. I mean, no. That makes more sense that Shu was pissed off and would decide to lie to them. Yeah, it's not like it was a competition. Like, no. Yeah. Just like, I feel like that was just the writers being like, okay, so we don't know what to do with the Glee Club if they're not the underdogs. Solution, instead of learning how to write this TV show better, we'll just make them the underdogs again. Great. How do we do that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) We pretend it's some kind of rule. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm still baffled by it. The acapella police are going to come and take your trophy away. <laughs> like, they're here. I don't get it. But I thought that was very convenient. I was like, oh, so now it's a plot device mm-hmm. to knock us all down a peg because yep. we don't know how to write the Glee Club any other way. Cool. No, they really don't. That's all they got. All they have. Underdogs. Um, oh, there's also, they sing three there's no point to it. They just sing it, and it sounds nice. It, it does. Yeah, I also, again, forgot that Teen Jesus was still on the show. <laughs> um, I loved that scene. Because I was like, well, they had Teen Jesus sing the threesome song, and they yeah. didn't even uh-huh. make a joke out of it. I'm so upset. Mm-hmm. Yep. What a prime opportunity. No jokes. Like when they did Afternoon Delight to be like, do you know what yeah. that song means? <laughs> Mm-hmm. But it's fine. It's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it sounded good. Yeah. It was just like, oh, this is nice. And Mortina getting to sing. Wow. Yes. Yes. Blessed. Shall we move on from the Glee Club to um Bushwick? Yep. Catch a train yeah. to New York. So Rachel is off at Niata, still fighting with Cassandra. Um Cassie, Cassie something, Cassandra July, July right? yes. Um, she has been told in no uncertain terms that she has no sex appeal, which um, we knew. <laughs> and we have also already done in the Grease episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they, like, I made a note, like, oh, another recycled storyline. Yeah. We already, uh, we already did this. Yep. Of Rachel being told she's not sexy. Yep. The, um, story West lines. Side Story. Mm-hmm. Yes, West Side Story. I was also thinking yeah. of in season one, they do Like a Virgin. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. What is wrong with a character not being overtly sexy? Yeah. Like, isn't that 
part of who Rachel is. Like, isn't that fine? Apparently not to isn't Cassie it? July. Yeah. Like, there are other characters on the show who are naturally sexy, whatever the fuck that means. Why does Rachel have to fit it? Ugh. Ugh. So, naturally, Rachel can't be told that she's not good at something. And asks Brody, which is a name I can just... Stupid. It's hard to call a character Brody. Um, (laughs) She just doesn't sound right. Uh, She asks Brody to perform with her for Cassandra because obviously she is going to prove that she is one hot bitch. And they do a Bob Fosse version of Oops, I Did It Again. I didn't actually, I didn't hate the song, but I wish it had been anyone but Rachel. I know. God, can you imagine Kurt and Blaine doing like a, Mm, yep, like bossy type, yeah. Oh my God, that'd be so fun. Leah Michelle holds her shoulders too far back to be sexy. That is oddly specific, but I'm going to trust you on it. It's just something I've always noticed, the way she stands. She's, like, constantly pinching her shoulder blades together like she never got out of a Pilates class. I I do like Oops, I Did It Again for two reasons. Um, Number one, the continuity of her doing Hit Me Baby One More Time and Britney, Britney, and now doing Oops, I Did It Again. Really, like, the Britney arc of who Britney Spears was from that song to the next. I'm like, okay. Like, I get the okay. the play you guys did there. Um, you know what? I said two reasons, and now I, I don't think I had a second reason. But I will say, <laughs> I think they should We're have- We're all doing gone- so well on this episode. <laughs> I think they should have gone with the original arrangement of the song. Like, why change the arrangement? I guess to match, like, the choreography or whatever, but, like- mm-hmm. I think so. I don't think to it- make it sexier. I didn't think it made it sexier, personally. I don't know. I mean, it might have made it sexier if she actually did some of the dancing. Oh, oh, yeah. She was like, I'm going to show you I can dance. And I'm like, you're not dancing. You're just standing there. Yeah. Why are you singing mm-hmm. in your dance class? Yep. I know. It's it's generally the problem when the actor isn't as good of a dancer as the background dancers. Oh, right? They always do not, that I mean, that's to not Leah. Leah. I know. Like, you're not. She's not the dancer. The background dancers are. That's their job. Yeah. Um. But it doesn't help prove to to Cassandra that she's a, mm-hmm. a, a amazing dancer. Like, well, maybe she does need to take some more classes. So, and I obviously Cassandra hates it um, for reasons known and unknown. Um, Rachel has clearly been back talking to Mister Schuster for far too long to say yeah. the things that she say says to Cassie here. You did not do her any favors with that. No. I've never said anything like that to someone in authority. Although I'm a wuss, so I wouldn't anyway. Um, so she gets... Uh, well, it just doesn't go well, does it? Um, so that is what happens with them at Niata. We also have Kurt, Rachel, 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 and their new... Loft, I guess, apartment in Bushwick. I would like to state for the record that that place would not cost eighteen hundred dollars a month. <laughs> I was gonna ask you that. <laughs> no, I mean, like maybe eighteen hundred each. Oof, but not total. Even, I mean, I mean, obviously not furnished. Bushwick's not that far out. I don't know. They were like, I didn't even know there was an F train. Like, you never left Manhattan? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And it didn't take them very long to find an apartment, which is the other weird fucking thing. Also, they'd probably have to have guarantors, and they'd likely need to make mm, at least ten times the rent to be able to get this place in the first place. So even if the rent is $1,800 a month, 
are either of them making 10 times the rent. I was also impressed at how easily Rachel was able to leave her dorms because yeah. that, oh, yeah. that's not how that shit yeah. works. No. Mm-mm. Nope. What does her apartment application even look like? Job. Zero. Never <laughs> References. Never. <laughs> Credit score. Nope. Um, I did love the line when they're in the loft and they get pizza. <laughs> she says, oh, New York Domino's is so much better than Lima Domino's. <laughs> I thought it was like, they fucking ordered Domino's. I know. That hurt a little bit, honestly. And Kurt says, it's the water. <laughs> I know. Oh, they're such little tourists. Oh. Bless them. Yeah. I mean, there was so much potential for that to be really cute. And there I may know. be other cute moments of them mm-hmm. just like, being babies living in new york yeah i wish we'd gotten like more of that yes 100 percent. i did like that there was some emotional vulnerability like she writes finn's name on the wall and they have a little moment like talking about it it wasn't very substantive or anything but i do think it's like speaks to that them trying to like connect lima in new york and like Kurt and Rachel having something to talk about that's not just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. comp- competing with each other like it always is. <sighs> right. So I feel like they're trying to do a little some something. It's like, oh, it's Kurt and Rachel against the world. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, though. I feel like this is still that point in time where they didn't really know what to do with them yet. They especially didn't really know what to do with Kurt. Definitely not. Because they're just kind of throwing darts at a wall for a little while. Yes. There's a lot of like, how about this? Nope. Maybe this? Nope. Why don't we just break them up? (sighs) Speaking of breaking people up, uh, Kurt got to meet Brody. Mm Mm-hmm. Who took the J train 45 minutes. To, to Georgia. Yeah. You know <laughs> what though? Hot. Depending on the day, any train can take 45 minutes. So There you go. There you go. But yeah, we get the introduction of clearly Rachel's... Hmm, supposed to be mid-game mm-hmm. relationship. I... Don't want to spoil anything about future episodes. I think Brody is horribly mis uh, mal- maligned by the show and by fandom. And I think they could have been cute. They, they could have been. I don't that's my... hate Brody. I hate his name, but. I hate his name. But he's cute. He can do his little glee club thing and his future storylines. I mean, I think we're all going to have strong opinions on how Glee portrays his future storyline. Exactly. And I think it's nonsense how he gets treated as a person. Um, So I think he could have been a lovely mid-game for her. Or an end-game. Like, whatever with Finn. So. That's all I got to say about Brody right now. Except I felt... (laughs) Just, I... I remember later when he shows up and there's like a strategically placed box of cereal. (laughs) It's like, no, (laughs) no, not that scene. Um, Kurt does not get to sing a Britney Spears song. However, he doesn't definitely could have used a Kurt song. Mm -hmm. It's very upsetting because I was looking at the Wikipedia so I could keep the song straight. And it said that, Chris said in an interview he wanted to perform something from her album Fin Fatale and that's so sad. Yeah. He never got to perform mm. in either one. Justice for Colfer. Yes. Chris deserved better. Always. Mm-hmm. Are we missing anything out of this episode? Um, I don't really feel like the two storylines connected all that well. Mm. They didn't connect at all, really. But, we get one mention of Kurt telling Rachel, mm-hmm. oh, they're doing Brittany. 
And mm-hmm. so she does Brittany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Like, usually at least the theme is kind of similar, but I got nothing. Yep. Yep. Um, which, you know, comes to be an issue with the split infinitive of Glee as we move forward with the Nia, or, um, the New York and the Lima and how that um, how that has to happen so that'll be an ongoing an ongoing issue with episodes um, does anyone have any trivia about this episode I don't most of what I got distracted doing was looking up people shitting on it on Twitter <laughs> that's fair that's fair um this is the only tribute episode in which Santana does not sing. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Robbed. Robbed, yeah. I know. Because she was so good in the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she really was. Wikipedia says this was the most watched episode of the fourth season of Glee. How's that possible? Wow. Maybe people were expecting Britney Spears to show up again. Uh- Maybe it's because the X Factor was on before it. Maybe that was like its premiere night or something. I don't know. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Really? After this one, they were like, nope, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Love It or Leave It this last week talked about Glee. And I just had a moan of like, please, please don't cross the streams. Love it. <laughs> like, why you got to do this? But it was they were talking about how glee pulled a big ass bait and switch on their premiere episode of the pilot um by airing after the super bowl (laughs) of all fucking places like no you're right that was weird yeah you're correct um but then i want to be like please john love it don't talk about glee or if you are going to talk about glee do it on our show yes um that's really the only place so um favorite songs I'm going to go with Womanizer. Mm-hmm. Nice. Great. B? Um, to be honest, I'm looking at the list of songs again because I was like, what did I even like? I don't know. Um, I like boys. I mean, I, I mean, felt I mean, <laughs> I felt comfortable not saying that because I was sure someone else would. And it was yep. going to be represented. It is represented. Yes. I think my favorite um, performance was the first one that Brittany did. What was that? Hold It Against mm-hmm. Me. was yep. so fun. Um, they had Color Guard people, which I really appreciated because I did Color Guard in high school. They had like those like funky little like plastic rifles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciated Color Guard getting a spotlight in a performance um, because I don't think they ever do that again. And that's such a staple of like high school marching band. Um, yeah. So I'm going to pick that one. Nice. But all right. You know what? I also think Melissa Benoist did a really good job on every time. I think her voice is very the, yes it is uh how's our kevin mcscale doing in this episode i mean he got song he had some fun one-liners yeah good so like like a three yeah i feel good on the three yeah if he had if he had a plot i would have said a little more but he did yeah. get in the yeah. funniest episode with the, um did that come out this morning because we scraped the bottom of that britney barrel oh yes <laughs> How is our instead of the clay index? It's the pain decks. <laughs> I forgot about the pain decks. I mean, I'm gonna say the pain decks is not too bad in this episode because we get Kurt talking, you know, to Rachel about something Blaine told him. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we get the indication that they're talking regularly and happily. But neither mm-hmm. one of them is featured, and there's definitely no plot or yeah. song. So I mean, mm-hmm. doesn't even register on the pain decks. I mean, yeah, 
I mean, not really. There's not like a lot of pain happening here. It's like a how do, like a zero because like there's no pain. Zero on the pain yeah. decks. Are we are we also doing the claim decks or we just replace it? No, we're not. We've just been replaced. I see. I see. It's just full replacement. Fuck season uh, four. Okay. Basically, and what is that thing I like? What's something you liked in this episode? So yeah, my favorite thing is actually the Brittany line after Sue's finished like chewing her out and kicking her off the Cheerios, where she says, "Tough love feels a lot like mean." Mm. Oh, like mm-hmm. just that. I don't know. I like the characterization of Brittany as someone who. Like, she gets yelled at a lot for being stupid. Mm-hmm. And essentially, this was Sue doing the same thing. Like, she's made fun of a lot. Like, and Sue does that, too. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I like the acknowledgement that, yeah, that, that shit hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. B, what's something you liked? Um, Something I definitely liked was... um unique being unique open at school and you know mm-hmm. being one of the girls and um singing womanizer it was like a whole like girl gang kind of situation um in the song teaming up against jake not that that super made sense but um i really right. jake didn't deserve it but it was so nice <laughs> to see them all exactly mm-hmm. um so yeah i like that glee has a rocky kind of interface with how they treat unique but episodes like Mm -hmm. this where it's like not a plot point that unique is just herself makes me really happy excellent emily what Um, did you like i really liked episode three um (laughs) i liked the very (laughs) (laughs) i liked the very small and random reference to britney drinking a setenta Oh, yeah. 70 ounces of espresso. <laughs> that was, that was funny. It's yeah. one of those like one-off small throwaway jokes that make the show funny. And I think they're sorely missed sometimes. And I think it's the way like you were talking. I think both were talking about where Brittany is at, when her characterization works. It's these like funny, but not cruel. Um mm-hmm charming but not stupid um yeah of just her drinking a big gulp of espresso is <laughs> is funny and it's like a funny sight gag to see something that big and to have it have a name that is an accurate playoff of something in real life so when Glee does something right it's really funny and then it makes me a little sad when things go wrong but it's still something I really like in this episode so I would also like a sententa of iced coffee sometimes. Yes. Um, so that is... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say that is episode two, because frankly, I don't know that that was an episode. Um, that was an attempt. We're very sorry. Adriana. <laughs> sorry to Adriana specifically. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh boy. Well, the good thank news you for listening. Is Glee never does Brittany again. Thank God. Let it go. Correct. Yep. We don't have to come back to this again. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, next up is 4x3 Makeover, which I have basically covered already, but we'll come back to it. Um, you can catch us on the Instagram and Twitter and whatnot and Patreon. And for Patreon, uh, we're doing these mini episodes. And if you have like specific questions that you would like us to talk about, um, leave it in the comments on Instagram, or you can email us. You can yell it into the void. You can use smoke signals. We will try and catch them. Um, If you would like to leave us a rating, we would love to get that from you. Um, we are still doing our little giveaway of, because we're trying to reach, what did we say, 50 yes. ratings on iTunes because yeah. we're greedy and we would like that. So we're going to pull a name from a hat or probably an, a random generator. <laughs> it's more appropriate. Okay, um, I own a hat. So yeah, let's just do a generator. Perfect. So uh, we're going to do that coming up. And... I think those are all of our show notes for the day. Um, 
go get your COVID vaccine. If you haven't, get a flu vaccine if you haven't. And I think that is what you missed on Brittany. You've been listening to Glee on the Rocks, a podcast by OTR Productions. A huge thank you to our sound editor, Adriana, and our podcasts who secretly run the show. For more episodes, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Podchaser, and more at Glee on the Rocks. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Glee on the Rocks. Subscribers get ad-free episodes, exclusive mini-episodes deep diving into the fandom, salty opinions, and so much more. So until next time, that's what you miss on Glee. Because I feel like we fucked this all up. Oh no. I feel like this is 20 minutes of some mess. Oh no. So one of the first songs, I don't even know how to jump into this, Adriana. I'm so sorry. We're just going to have to release this as an extended mess cut and just be like, I don't know. We worked Adriana to death. We deserve to live with our choices. (laughs) Fuck me. So, okay. So, so just we thinking about are... it. I'm just thinking about it. I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> um, wait. Let's do that. Let's just release an hour of us being quiet. You were thinking about it. This is a DIY episode. <laughs> we fully lost our shit, I think. It's a 15-minute um, section about Dear Evan Hansen. Like, wait, we can't say that out loud. Someone's going to hate it. Oh, my God. We have to buy Adriana so much Dunkin' or Starbucks or whatever she wants. <laughs> Dead. Yeah. Adriana, you really are the best. I know. I'm Assuming sorry. She hasn't just, like, rage quit. I know. How does she put up with us? <laughs>